Hey, I'm Jen. In life, I've learned that adversity is a stranger to no one. The way we cope is a huge indicator of our character. We want to make choices from confidence, empowerment, and trust instead of letting our circumstances control us. Let's talk about how. This is episode C, Change Your Choices, Change Your Life with Dana. I apologize again for the low quality of the audio last week. Hopefully I've learned my lesson. I am so excited to share with you my interview with Dana. I have been looking forward to this for so long, but before we get to that, our segments. Okay, name the emotion. The first example is my own. I have to throw mine in there occasionally. My baby Brant wasn't going to sleep and had been crying for at least five minutes. My husband walked out of the bathroom and said, the baby, which I interpreted as the baby is crying. Didn't you hear? What are you going to do about it? I snapped and said, I know I'm in the middle of painting my nails. He quickly said, no, what would you like me to do? As in, do you want me to get him up? Do you want me to let him cry a little bit more? I immediately apologized for yelling at him and felt chagrined. How often do we misinterpret the intentions of others or the things that they say? As soon as I understood, I had a lot more compassion. Okay, the next one. This listener writes in, My son is normally well-behaved in church. We visited a previous congregation on a road trip in another state. My son acted up nearly the entire time, and I had to spend the majority of it with him in the foyer. I was so embarrassed and instantly related to all the parents who swear, quote, their kid doesn't normally act like this, close quote. I can relate to this as well. It's as soon as we mock something or roll our eyes at something that it happens to us, right? And kids acting up, it's like they have their own choices or something. But there's that understanding again. As soon as they realized what was going on, they could relate to all those other moms. Okay, and lastly, this one says, Every day when I walk into work, I feel overwhelmed. Oh, I feel for you there. I remember when I was a teacher, especially my first year, I would dread going to work each day. There was this one student I had to deal with and just the overwhelm and the things that were required of me. I felt exhausted and my day hadn't even begun. Well, now that you've named it, you can start to gain leverage over it. Find some ways to make work more enjoyable or do things just for you. But hang in there. Okay, and lastly, before the interview, is my list. This list is the books that I read in 2021. And don't judge me because there's only nine on here. (laughs) The first is Storyworthy by Matthew Dix. And many of you might remember that that was the brainchild for season two. Next book was The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin, and at this point I had joined my ward book club, so I was grateful to get book recommendations. We alternated between nonfiction and fiction, so that was nonfiction. The fiction one next was The Ichabog by J.K. Rowling, then nonfiction, Endurance, sorry I don't know the author (laughs) off the top of my head. Fiction, 21 Truths About Love by Matthew Dix. Nonfiction, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. And then I joined a second book club with my college roommates, and we read The Light Between Oceans. 
And then back to my Ward Book Club, The Last of the Really Great Wang Doodles by Julie Andrews. And then finally, the most recent book I read, I started in 2021 and then finished in 2022 was The Other Einstein by Marie Benedict. I would definitely recommend all of those to you. Forewarning though, 21 Truths About Love does have a lot of language in it, unfortunately. Okay, well, I'm here with Dana Davis. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Would you mind introducing yourself to my listeners? Of course, I know you. Sometimes when I interview someone, that's the first time I've met them, but you and I go way back. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. A few years. Yes. So I'm Dana Davis. I live in Utah. I moved here about a year or so ago, and I'm loving it. I came from Oregon, beautiful place, and I miss it. <laughs> so it's a this contrary thing there, but I have one son who's in college and I am a piano teacher as well as an integrative wellness coach. I love both of my jobs. They are amazing. I think I am so lucky. I'm a Disney Parks fan. I love to travel and I love jigsaw puzzles. So that's part of what I do is I get to put the puzzles together with people as well. And so fun. I love it. Perfect. Thank you. A little bit about Dana. Okay. Well, we'll just head right into the questions I have for you. So on my mission, I remember you sharing the following quote with me, feelings buried alive never die. And I connect this so much with you because you've helped me so much with releasing beliefs and emotions. So just describe to my listeners a little bit your work as an integrative wellness coach. Okay, so first of all, just um, feelings buried alive never die is actually a book by Carol Truman. It is amazing. And I love it. It's the first book that I read when I got into this whole world. So I highly recommend it. I tell myself that all the time. Feelings buried alive never die. And it's true. <laughs> yes. So I love to help people feel better. Hmm. Whether it's about stress, relationships, finances, health, careers, goals, dreams, etc. I love to help them feel better. Usually that means releasing stress, experiences, emotions, beliefs, among other things that are blocking them from being their best selves. As a certified life coach, a certified emotion code practitioner, a Reiki master teacher, and other trainings and education that I've had, I've had many tools and gifts that allow the client and I to work together to integrate and align the four bodies of health, which are emotional, spiritual, physical, mental, with an emphasis as you know, on emotional health, because I love to talk about emotions. Hmm. And we use that to work together to create wholeness, to overcome blocks, and to help the clients feel better. And that's my goal. Every time that I work with a client, every time they leave the session, I want them to feel better. Hmm. If that's in my power to do so, that's what I want. Yes, I love it. That's so neat. It's so cool that you're in the work of helping people because we all need each other. So that's so great that you're a resource for them. Okay, so can you give some examples of how you work with others to release stress and emotion? What does that look like? <laughs> well, I would love to, if you're willing to be a guinea pig. <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Yes, and I'm going to do that. So what are some things that are causing you stress? Just little things. It doesn't need to be a big deal, but hmm. we previously talked. I know there's some things in your life. Yes. Well, many of my listeners know I am pregnant with my third boy, and there's just been some medical things coming up that have kind of stressed me out a little. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> the tools that I use the most often when working with people are the tools of intention, 
and visualization. So the, the idea of intention, when somebody comes to me and starts talking about what's going on in their life, that's kind of creating the focus and the intention of what we're going to work on. Okay. So with visualization, everyone has the gift of visualization. Everyone. I didn't know that because I myself am not a great visualizer until I started working with people and realized that everyone can do it. Mm. And it's a gift that everybody has, <clears throat> but not everybody. I mean, they don't have classes on visualization and how to improve it or anything like that. They just assume everyone assumes you can do it. Right. right. So people can visualize through pictures, memories. Um, they can do hand gestures. They can use words. I tend to be a memories visualizer. That's how I work the best. Mm. And I think it's fascinating that everyone can do it. So it makes my job a lot easier when people feel pretty confident in their ability to visualize. So let's take your stress okay. and your ability to visualize. And I want you to picture some water balloon. Okay. okay. So you've got this bucket of water balloons. Now, you know what your stress level is. How many water balloons do you have that are representing your stress? Mm. Can you give me a number? Yeah. Um, probably about 200. <laughs> okay, that's a lot. <laughs> okay, Big so bucket. now what I want you to do is picture picking up that bucket and you can throw it off the roof that you're on. You can empty the whole bucket at once. You can throw them one at a time. But picture that. <laughs> it's cool to see them smash on the pavement. That's what I'm seeing. Oh, good. <laughs> we are all bursting. I'm so happy to hear that. Yes. <laughs> So if they weren't bursting, we'd have some other additional things to go into. But for the point of our example here, this is great. <laughs> okay, so then I want you to take a deep breath. Okay, now look at your bucket. Do you have any more water balloons? There's about five. Okay, can you throw those off too? Okay. There they go. Okay, awesome. Okay, another deep breath. Okay, and so that's an example of how we work with stress. Can you feel a little bit lighter, a little bit more relaxed? Yes. Awesome. Okay, so then with emotions, it's, it's kind of a similar thing. We use visualization again. And the intention, your mind knows, your body knows what you're trying to do when you start picturing things. And it shows up to help. So with the stuff that you've got going on, what is the name of one emotion that you would say is right there in your presence? Scared. Okay, awesome. Not awesome that you're scared, but awesome right. that you have a word for it. Yes. <laughs> so what I want you to do is imagine a big watermelon and written on the front of it is the word scared or fear or both. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Now, do you want to take your shotgun and blow it up or do yeah. you want to throw it off a cliff? <laughs> a shotgun sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then picture blowing up that watermelon. Okay. And then look and see if you have any more watermelons that say scared or fear. Nope. Okay, so that was it. Okay, take a deep breath. <laughs> okay, so that allows your emotions to start processing, telling your body, your brain, your subconscious that you don't want to hold on to it anymore, and it can start going. So if you were to picture that every time that fear showed up, do you think it would be helpful? Yes. <laughs> yeah those are some examples of how i work with stress and emotions yeah that's good and i love how you always have new ideas of what to visualize i feel like 
you're very good at varying what you have people visualize. So it, it never stays the same. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> okay. Recently, I saw a quote that said, get into the habit of asking yourself, does this support the life I'm trying to create? So how can changing your emotions, perspectives, beliefs, and stress level change your life? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> and I have lots of examples, but can I tell you a story? Yes, with that one? I love stories. So a few years ago, I was working with a lovely couple that I adore. And we were in the middle of a session when they told me that they were on their way to see a divorce attorney after mm -hmm. our session that day. Oh, no. Okay, so shock. <laughs> speaking of fear and shock and ah, <laughs> so immediately frantically praying <laughs> for some help. But what ended up happening was we were able to kind of shift the focus of our session into some of the beliefs, some of the hurt experiences and things that they had been dealing with together. And by shifting those things and talking them out and I guess kind of being a mediator in that moment, not that that is my normal role, <laughs> but we were able to shift things enough so that they were able to start working together. Wow. And then they continued to go on and work together and they're still together now. Wow. So it's amazing what we can do. Sometimes it takes an outside perspective. You know, we all do this. We talk to our friends and we say, you know, this is what's going on in my life. And our friends say, well, have you thought of this? And have you thought of that? And have you tried this? I mean, we naturally do this all the time. We're always in the mode of shifting and changing and looking for new ideas and perspectives that ring of truth to us, right? Mm. So to answer your question, changing your emotions, perspectives, beliefs, and stress can overall help your healing. Okay. I know it's helped me with my healing. In fact, all the work that I've done with others, I also do with myself. And so now I can look back and see some of the things that are no longer problems for me because I've worked through these things. And when we allow that change in, and when we recognize that we have the power to create change in us by changing us, anything is possible. Hmm. Wow. And I love how often it's just a small little change, a little tweak, but it can have such an impact. So that's neat. Wow. That's crazy. I bet you felt a lot of pressure with that when they were saying that they were going to a divorce attorney, but I'm glad it worked I out did. okay. <laughs> yes, oh, but I was so grateful for how it worked out and so grateful to be a small part of that miracle. And I've seen that over and over and over again. It's such an amazing thing. I love my job. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. That's so neat. Okay. So what are some choices we can all make to create the life that we want? So kind of like preemptive. Okay, well, I love this too. <laughs> Some of the things that I do and use are I have a morning meditation type of schedule where I do journaling, I pray, I meditate, I have affirmations and declarations and things that I say. I kind of picture my goals and things I want to accomplish for the day. But aside from that, I also have um, positive self-talk, vision boards and goals. I've gotten really big lately on celebrating my wins, small or big, which kind of means, good job, Dana, you did it. <laughs> but when, a, when I'm in a bad mood, one of my very favorite things to do, I learned from a book called Expand This Moment by John Selby. So I'm going to tell you another story, if that's okay. Yes, love it. That's how we learn. So, <laughs> I am a piano teacher and a piano accompanist, as well as this work as an integrative wellness coach. 
And I was asked to play the piano as an accompanist for Missoula Children's Theater, which is a kind of children's camp learning a play each week. And I'm sitting there because they didn't need me at the time. And I'm annoyed by everything. <laughs> the kids are being bratty. The directors that are in charge are complaining. And I want to go home. I am done and I am bored and I want to go home. So I'm reading this book, Expand This Moment, where the guy talks about how we can focus on what we want. And I think, okay. So I take his example, which is I choose to enjoy this moment. And I say that five or seven hundred times in about five minutes, exaggerating slightly, but you know what I mean. So I choose to enjoy this moment. I choose to enjoy this moment. I choose to enjoy over and over again for about 10 minutes. And then I put the book down and had to play the piano. But what I noticed after that was what happened to the bratty kids? They're so cute. Look at them. Oh, they're so sweet. You know, the directors, they're so kind. And I'm sitting there because it was me. <laughs> I remember how I felt before I did this. And it's just so interesting how the brain focuses on what you're saying. I choose to enjoy this moment. It's telling me what to do. And I did. I enjoyed that moment. And I enjoyed the rest of the day. And every time I'm in a bad mood, if I say that to myself, it ends up being the best day ever. Just when I can remember to do that. So that's one of the things that I do and use on a regular basis. There's so many things that we can do to create the changes that we want in our life. And what's fascinating is that we can implement these changes and tools to help us create the life we want then after look back and evaluate. Hmm. So if you spend a couple months and then you look back at where you were before, after you've been using all these different tools you've created for yourself, how has it helped? What has changed? What do you think made the biggest difference in it, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I've noticed huge changes that have come as a result of that. Wow. Yeah, your example with I choose to enjoy this moment, I remember you sharing that with me. And I'm so lucky to have met you the, when I was in my first area on my mission, because I remember that every single day I got to the end of the day and I said to myself, wow, I didn't go home today. I'm still on my mission. And <laughs> I was like surprised, like, wow, because I thought I'd be home by now because it was just so hard. But when I learned that new belief from you, I choose to enjoy this moment or new thought, that really helped. I had it posted in my apartment and I would just tell it to myself. And so that really helped me too. So Yay. I believe it kept me on my mission. So yeah, <laughs> talk about impactful. <laughs> it, it is so great. I appreciate you sharing that. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Okay. And then my last question for you is how does an integrative wellness coach empower others? Because the focus of my season is empowerment. So I just wanted to focus on that for a little bit. Oh, I love this. <laughs> As you know, I love to talk about issues. I love to walk up to people and tell them they have a cloud. I try not to do this people I don't know very well. <laughs> Be a little <laughs> weird. It's kind of backfired a little bit. But, you know, I have a gift that allows me to see on people's faces if they're not okay. So if I can get them to talk about it, the issue or what's going on, ugh. It's not that I think that I can necessarily make a huge difference in the way that they might need at that moment, but there's something so powerful that comes when we feel seen. You know, it's an amazing thing when I know that I have been seen and that people have can tell I'm not okay. Yeah. It makes me feel God's love for me. Hmm. 
So I love to talk about issues. I love to talk about clouds. And I'm really good at identifying and putting together the beliefs and what my clients are working with, even if they don't know about it. Yes. Often they don't know what they need or what is impacting them until we talk and identify some of the core issues that are going on. And that's the biggest moment of empowerment for me. And I hope it is for them too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but when they have that aha moment or, oh, I can do this or, okay, I can figure out how to talk to so-and-so after this or, oh, I didn't realize that experience had created this belief or they simply feel better physically, emotionally, mentally, the stress is down, they feel better. For me, that's what it's all about. That moment of, I got this. It's okay. <laughs> it's great. You know, and I love being a part of that journey. I love being able to talk to them about it. It's just an amazing feeling. That's so cool. And yeah, me being on the other side of it, I know that I have felt empowered working with you and had those aha moments too. There's been times where you'll ask me to switch a belief or a perspective and I don't know what to change it to. And you just throw out some ideas and one of them resonates. And so it's true. We, we need each other. We need people to help give us those little tips and tricks along the way. So it's so true. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> I, I know. And I feel spoiled because I got a mini session right here on the podcast. So win-win. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Anyway, was there anything else you felt like you wanted to share before our interview ends? Yes, there is actually. I just want to share my very favorite quote. Oh, because yes. I know you're a quote person. It's true. And usually I ask that. What's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> so this is my favorite quote. And this is kind of my not motto, I guess, but idea that when I work with people, I want them to see this. So it's by Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. As we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I love it. So I, that's what I feel. If I can have a small part to play in people's lives to let them see their own light, that is the most amazing thing. Hmm. Wow. I love that. Okay. Well, how can people get in touch with you if they want to work with you or learn more about what you're doing? I have an Instagram account that's called Deep Thoughts by Dana, D-A-Y-N-A. So that's my name. That's where you can find me and message me if you want to set up an appointment. I would love to meet you there. So I'm eventually going to have a website. Not there yet. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. And do you do like an initial consultation or how does that work when someone reaches out to you? Well, usually I set up an appointment, but if somebody wants to meet me, I'll do a 20 minute free consultation just to have them and see if we are a good fit. Yeah. Because I don't want to charge somebody that's not the right person for me in there. I'm not the right person for them. Yeah. I want us to work well together. Yeah. So. That's perfect. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, I've been looking forward to this interview ever since I started my podcast. So <laughs> dreams you come true. Awesome. <laughs> You're so thank sweet. You, Jennifer. Thanks. <laughs> 
Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. You can find me on Instagram at A is for Adversity or email me at genbank16 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.